with this responsibility of finding the best route for our group, I take on these last five kilometers with vigor. I give my imagination full reign, putting on my child's hat when sliding down dunes and my crafty hat when skimming the best way up. I quickly discover that the fastest approach is not necessarily the easiest, that the most efficient and the effective way to climb is to take several more tiny steps than fewer big strides. If in doubt, always take double the number of steps you had originally intended. Small steps to success. As I marvel at the truth of this, I recall reading a top singer criticized reality show, American Idol. He lamented how the young singers propelled from unknown greenhorns into overnight stardom never get to experience the apprenticeship of singing to master their craft and adjust to life. Demands and responsibilities of being a household name. Conferred instant celebrity status, these individuals have an unrealistic view of their own abilities and how much they have to learn and grow. As a result, most either fall by the wayside and fail to realize their promise or struggle to cope with their newfound fame. In spite of this wisdom and proof that tiny steps work better, it takes all my self-restraint and discipline to keep from wanting to bound up each time is due. The desire to swiftly conquer an obstacle to get it over and done with as quickly as possible is sometimes too overwhelming. I find this to my cost on those occasions that I let my naive, naive impatience get the better of me, bent over and gasping for breath moments later. I make yet another mental note to keep the big picture in view. It is about making it to camp, not making it over this one dune. This broader task as well as the constant challenges absorb me and I am like the dog that never stops at fetching the bone. It is all about finding a better way each time, down, up and around sand dunes. Inch by inch we get better and better, foot by foot we get closer to our goal. Though it's, it is still soul-destroying to submit a dune full of hope, only to see yet another line of markers, I fortify myself by focusing on our little successes. I silently cheer every little achievement to motivate myself. I turn the challenge into a game of wits to take my mind off our difficulties. By keeping a broader perspective, I learn to hold back on my impulse and impatience. And by focusing on others, I, I, I tame my ego. After more than two hours out in the unforgiving sand dunes, the flapping tents of camp eventually appear in the distance. It has been close to 30 hours since we started the long stage and we are almost there. Pattered and weary, we are nevertheless beaming as we cross the line together. We have done it. We later discover that we were among the last to be allowed onto the sand dunes. The hazard of traversing the same area in the blazing midway sun were deemed to be too fraught with danger that subsequent competitors were diverted to a route that ran alongside a road for their safety. What is also spreading from these varying global positioning system devices that along, although the stage was marked as 99 kilometers, 
we in fact covered 110 kilometers or more. Everyone has been really tested over the last few days. People have broken down and cried. Some have gotten lost for hours and others have ended up in a mix of hallucination and vomiting. But everyone has shown real strength of character. The long stage is always epic and the mood around the camp is as if the entire race is finished. The event climaxes with the conclusion of this long stage. It is a climax not marked by air uh, punching fists or intense wild celebrations. Rather, it culminates in a newfound respect for the self and the human body. It brings about introspection, quiet thoughtfulness. It grows a brotherhood and understanding among fellow competitors. It fosters awareness, admiration of the soul and is calm and peaceful. As I sit alone on a dune and watch the soft glow of twilight drip over camp, I reflect on the broader, broader lesson of the race. I really is not about speed, not how fast we go, but how far. Where many push themselves over the edge through relentless rushing, lasting the distance comes through a series of small, slow, seemingly inconsequential steps. My drill during the race is purely to keep putting one foot in front of the other and to keep moving forward. Checkpoints and stage camps become intermediate goals. I take it one day a time and focus on these daily milestones, using them to strengthen my staying power and motivation. Each checkpoint in an indicator of my progress, a small triumph, triumph that keeps my spirits up and fills me with the energy needed for the long haul. Two friends use their experiences of childbirth and parenting to underline the import of these short-term objectives. Childhood friend William emails after day one. So your first day must have felt like the longest one ever, especially with so many more to go. Think of it as the equivalent of having a kid. The wonderful experience of childbirth evaporates with the realization that a long, long road lies ahead with significant milestones. Toilet training, speaking, writing, marking a phone call. Where are your milestones over the next week? Wherever they are, they will be accompanied by our prayers and well wishes. What we have as we bring up the kids. Singapore-based Australian competitor Catherine E. picks up the analogy. Doing the race was just like childbirth. At times when things got really painful, I thought, never again. Once is enough. I guess over time you forget the pain and only remember the fun and good times because now I would love to do another desert race. And I have four children. That is equivalent to a four deserts grand slam. I roughly estimate that I take about half a million steps per race and a further two million in preparation. But at any one time, there is only one step that matters and it is the next one. Repeating that continuously make my dream come alive. Having set the larger ambition, I focus on the little things that get me there. Slowly and steadily, like the tortoise rather than the hare. In moving toward my 
any goal. It is those baby steps taken one at a time that led, led to momentous changes. A balancing act. But that is not all. A maturity to pace oneself is synchronous with a maturity to pull back. By this point, a sizable number have dropped out of the Gobi March. In the midst of our celebrity cry mood, we learn about those who have dropped out. Some were pulled out by medical staff or disqualified by organizers, while others chose to discontinue their race. Among the voluntary withdrawals are Rohit Narang, James Wilson, and Michael D. Rohit Narang is my tent mate who is amongst, among the last in the whole field to complete each stage. Each day he is physically erected and looks like he has been through hell and back. By the time he gets into his camp, feeds himself and fixes his feet, most of the tent is already asleep. And he still has to clean himself and sort out his kit for the next day. Every day just comparatively tougher for him as he exerts far more and rest far less than everyone else. Through all this hardship, the essence of this man truly stands out. Despite enduring one of the toughest things he has ever done, Rohit is untiring as he maintains his good-humored and gracious disposition. He plainly does not let this, his problems get in his way of having a good time and keeping his smile on his face. Michael D. is a Singaporean-based American. With a successful experience of the Atacama crossing under his belt, Michael is a 330 marathoner who has also competed in Ironman triathlons. He is no stranger uh, to endurance events and through his participation raises funds for various charitable causes. With his solid showing in the first four days, I was rather surprised to bump into him in the middle of the long stage feeling and looking rather poorly. But Michael is not one to let minor inconvenience get in his way. True to form, he had picked himself up and summoned off his mental doggedness to reach the next checkpoint. James Wilson is a Singaporean-based Australian affectionately known as Fast Uncle. The Gobi is his first four deserts event and he has trained over a year for it. I first met him during a training run along uh, with a couple of other race hopefuls and was immensely struck, struck by his tremendous discipline and marvelous sense of humor. James does not do things by halves and gives his all in whatever he undertakes. In spite of his impressive preparations, he is the first to admit that his goal is so simply stay, is to simply stay alive and complete the race. We raced alongside each other for part of stage three, and his methodical approach and sense of perspective were very much evident in the steady pace he maintained throughout. All three men have hugely successful lives and highly distinguished careers. Their powerful personalities and adroit abilities have taken them up the higher excellence of the corporate ladder, an ultra-endurance race in itself. They brilliantly balance work and family to make the time to prepare their bodies and commit to 
a week-long event. So why did they pull out just when the end was near? How could they fail? The thing is, none of them see themselves as failures. Instead of beating themselves up over not completing the event, they fully accept their own decisions to withdraw. Their maturity comes from having a clear sense of who they are and why that is. They recognize that their identity does not depend on the performance. What good would it serve to push yourself over the age just to prove something or to indulge your ego? What is the point of completing the event but suffer long-term damage? Or worse, where is the justification in crossing the lines of health and safety and be brought home in a body bag? There is a line between resilience and recklessness, between courage and conceit. Playing the edge is a fine balancing act. It demands acute awareness and ego strength. Ego strength can be defined as having a positive understanding about who we are and what our capabilities are. It is a necessary ingredient for us to push the boundaries while knowing when we are pushing ourselves beyond safe limits. Doing the right thing is to be responsible, responsible for ourselves and our choices and responsible to the people in our lives who depend on us. In keeping sight of the bigger picture of what life is all about, these men overcame fear, their initial disappointment with a clear distinction between self and task. They chose to live and compete another day. They knew when to say no and they dared to say no. So there is a fiery flaming mountains. The Tianshan mountain range. Once of marvelous numerous rivers crossing in the Gobi Desert, Gobi March. Competitors amid breathtaking landscape. The welcome side of a checkpoint is regarded by what lies ahead. Entering the deathly gullies, the sweepers of the Gobi March, it is extremely disheartening when they catch up with us. The dark houses of the Durban Basin. Brighton Steve Road is before heading into the dunes, the final section of the long stage. So that is the end of chapter two, both of these. And thank you for whoever is there reading along with me. Thank you. <laughs>